0: I took a chance on myself and now I know that I have some sort of gift. Hi guys, my name is Laura Maluhi and welcome back to another episode of In Harmony, giving you lights and encouragement to pursue the incredible life that God has for you. So today we're going to talk about something that gets all of us excited. That is dollar bills not just any dollar bills, not a $1 bill, not a $5 bill. Nope. Today we're talking about the hundred dollar bill. I'm sure if I were to give you a hundred dollar bill right now, you would be very excited because you know the value behind that hundred dollar bill. But maybe the bigger value behind that hundred dollar bill is not the dollar bill itself, but the face on that dollar dollar bill and the story behind the face. That's right, today we're talking about Benjamin Franklin, one of the most famous founding fathers in American history. But unlike most of the founding fathers that we read about in our textbooks, Benjamin Franklin did not come from an affluent family. His parents were not politicians or wealthy aristocrats. No, his parents were actually artisans, and they made um, soaps and candles for a living. So Benjamin Franklin grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, and he was one of 17 children in his family. So as you can imagine, the family struggled financially. His parents put him in school for a couple of years to get him some sort of education, but the his dad eventually didn't have the money to continue paying for his education, so he took him out of school and put Benjamin to work. One of those jobs, when Benjamin Franklin was 13 years old, was that he was the apprentice um, to help his brother in his print business. And that's when Benjamin Franklin started to understand the power of hard work and diligence. So while he was working with his brother, the unfortunate reality was that Benjamin Franklin's brother, James, was not the best man that you've ever seen in your life. No, unfortunately, James would continually put Ben down, um, harass him, and even physically beat him. So it was a tough situation for Benjamin growing up, um, but this is where he was placed and what he was put to do. So Benjamin started to get really... um, inspired about the printing business. So much so that he actually asked his brother James if he could um, write a column series um, to help um, sell more newspapers. But his brother said, absolutely not. You're just a young kid. No one's going to want to listen to what you have to say um, and denied Benjamin. But that didn't stop young, young Benjamin Franklin what he did was that he actually started to do write in an anonymous um, letters um, under the pseudonym Mrs. Silence Duguid. And this pseudonym, she was supposed to be a middle-aged widow that this young 13, 14-year-old boy was writing about. He would slip the letters underneath his brother's door to the office and the brother not knowing who it came from would publish the letters. Eventually, these letters started to become so popular within the town that everyone kind of was talking about them and knew about them. Eventually, James found out that Benjamin was actually Mrs. Silence Do Good and was responsible for writing those letters. And instead of his brother James being happy for the success that his letters were bringing the prince, he actually got very upset with Benjamin and actually beat him for doing that. Came to a point where Benjamin couldn't take it anymore. So he fled and ran away from his family and his hometown. He was just in his ratty tatty clothes, didn't have any money, had nearly no education, um, and he just roamed the streets of New Jersey, New York, looking for a job, until eventually he landed in Pennsylvania and started to be a printing apprentice. Long story short, we all know Benjamin Franklin is very well known for his scientific discoveries, and not just that. Even though Benjamin Franklin came from one of the most humble beginnings, he was the only founding father that signed the Declaration of Independence, the Treaty of Paris, and the US Constitution. Even though this man was one of 17 kids and parents were soap and candle makers, he still found a way to make something of himself. So why does that matter for you and me? Because it's the perfect story to highlight the point of today's episode, which is how we can make work our best friend. That's not a very popular subject, um, but it's very important. A lot of times we think that people who achieved any amount of success is because they come from wealthy families, is just because, you know, that person is way more gifted than us, they had good luck in their life, but the reality is, is that 90% of the time, that is not the case. Most people who have had any amount of success in their life is because they worked incredibly hard and much harder than everybody else looking for the same amount of success. The cool thing is, is that normal people like you and me, we have the incredible reality that is, We don't have to be the smartest person in the room. We don't have to be the prettiest person in the room. We don't have to be the wealthiest person in the room, have the best contacts, have the best education. What you and I have is our ability to work harder than anybody else. But the truth is, most of us are something called middle of the pack workers. What does that mean we've all been there where we've been maybe in a team setting or professional setting at work sports where we're in a team and we say okay i don't want to be the hardest working person in the team because then that person doesn't get any credit they're going to get paid the same and i'm just going to be exerting more energy so i don't want to be the hardest working one here but I also don't want to be the laziest person here because that person might get fired. So I'm going to just chill here in the middle where it's comfortable. But that is a death wish because that is where mediocrity lies. And you and I were designed for way more, my friend, than to be mediocre, middle of the pack workers. Those people who are in that 1%, who are make the decision every single day, you know what, I'm going to work harder than anybody else, even if I don't get noticed, even if it's not appreciated, even if I don't get compensated more for it, I'm going to do it because that's the standard of excellence that I have for myself. Just like Benjamin Franklin, even though he was very young, 14 years old, and he still took it upon himself to, after work, he would write these letters under the pseudonym Mrs. Silence Do Good. And even though it was bringing even more money and more popularity to his brother's business, his brother, his boss, still put him down and beat him Not just emotionally, but physically. Sometimes the harsh reality is, is that you and I are gonna put in more work than everybody else, and it's not gonna be recognized. We're not going to make more money, our boss might not appreciate it, and in fact, our boss might even put us down for it. But that doesn't mean that we should stop. What if Benjamin Franklin was like, oh yeah, um, that was stupid, I'm not going to do that ever again. No. Instead, even though he was beat with his bruises and his scars, he said, "Okay, that hurt. But I took a chance on myself and now I know that I have some sort of gift and I'm going to pursue that. If he were to just look at the environment that he was in, he would have let it overcome the calling that was in his heart. But no, he looked inward and said, "Okay, even though this didn't work out well for me, and how can I flip this to find the positive in in this situation? Which is why he fled and continued to pursue a career in the printing industry. I even have a personal story of one time when I was... um, Working in a, in a company, great company. I have nothing bad to say about them, but sometimes we could find ourselves in an environment that isn't really conducive to this philosophy. Um, I remember one time I was finished with my work, so I went to my other teammates um, that were in my division, and I asked. I just was walking around, and I was like, "Hey, do you guys need help with anything? Like, hey, can I? Is there anything I could do? I know you guys are really busy. I just finished up my work, and and I have time, so I want to help." And um, me thinking um, it was my first corporate job, Um, I wasn't really well-versed in the corporate environment, Um, and me thinking I was doing a good thing when I got called in for my, um, it wasn't a weekly exam, but it was like a monthly, my boss, who was an amazing lady, I have nothing bad to say about her, but she, um, she got upset with me for doing that. She was like, why are you doing that? People are going to think that I'm not giving you enough work. If you don't have enough work, you come to me. You don't go ask other people. And I remember thinking, wow, I thought I was doing something good. Um, If I had an employee, I would be happy that they were taking initiative to do that. But no, I got reprimanded for it. And I I just stopped doing it. Um, But the reality is sometimes that is going to happen we can have a struggle getting ourselves to have the discipline to go above and beyond. And there's not gonna be people who just don't appreciate it, But just like Benjamin Franklin, you're going to have people, sometimes your coworkers or sometimes even above you who put it down. But I'm here to tell you that that is not the path that we should take. And Benjamin Franklin's story is the best example of that. The inspiration for this episode, truthfully, was from this book called The Richest Man in Babylon. It's one of the most popular books that you'll find out there. And it's a very short, small read, so I highly recommend you consider giving it, um, giving it a read because of the incredible story about making work your best friend in this book there is a part where a wealthy merchant is giving advice to um, a slave boy who ends up becoming very successful he's talking about work with him and he says some men hate it they make it their enemy better to treat it like a friend make thyself like it don't mind because it is hard If thou thinkest about what a good house thou built, then who cares if the beams are heavy and it is far from the well to carry the water for the plaster. Remember, work well done does good to the man who does it. It makes him a better man. Even if you're in a job right now, maybe you're like Benjamin Franklin. You feel like you're getting emotionally beat every single day. You still have to show up to work and give it the best that you can. When I first started out in real estate, um, I was very young. I had, my background was in finance. I had very little knowledge about, um, real estate in general. I would constantly get comments about how young I was and inexperienced that I was. And it sucks. And guess what? You have an example of that in your life as well. It's not just me. Every time you start something, you're going to be the underdog and you're going to have an excuse about why you're not going to get ahead. But I could choose to focus on my inexperience, on my youth, or I can say, okay, what do I have? I have a cell phone. God bless me to have a cell phone. And on that cell phone, I can listen to real estate podcasts. And not just one, not just two, but every single day I can listen to a real estate podcast and educate myself about this field, even though I don't have years of experience. And guess what? Because I'm young. I don't have a family. I don't have kids. So that means that I can work six days a week and I can hold open houses longer than anybody else. And I'm happy to do so because I'm hungry, because I have that hustle, because I'm brand new. We have to constantly ignore the excuses that we have that may hold us back and only focus on the things that we have ahead. Because I promise you, if you look close enough, there are things that you can take advantage of right now in order to have success in whatever field that you're in. Another tool that I'll leave you with is God doesn't judge us based on what we do, but based on what we do with what we have. The job, the task, the tools that you have in front of you right now you have to honor it and do the best that you can with it. And the last example that I want to leave you with is um, a more personal example that you would actually be very upset that I'm sharing it with you. Um, but I just hope that I can help one person out there. Um, and for those of you that don't know, I'm half Syrian and half Mexican and both sides of my family are immigrants and they were really, really, really poor. No education, um, abuse, abuse in their households. My father actually, um, there's this test that in Syria where depending on what you, get graded on that test is what your career is going to be. And I want to say the passing grade was a 70. And this is like the biggest test. It's like the SAT, but on steroids, because it decides your whole life. Um, I think my dad scored a the lowest possible passing grade. He got like a 69.58. So it rounded up and he barely passed. Um, and that's because my dad didn't come from wealthy means at all. He never considered himself the smartest guy in the room. When he immigrated here to the United States, he had no money. <laughs> he had no formal higher education. He didn't have connections. He didn't have parents. He didn't really have parents to guide him and he didn't even speak the language. So what did he do? He would just walk the streets and, and asked to be a dishwasher (laughs) the one of the lowest jobs that you can do because you don't need any experience and you don't even need to speak the language and guess what he was happy to get any dishwasher jobs I say that because my dad will always say that when people ask him for advice and they say oh my gosh like that you're so smart he always says I'm not smart at all (laughs) it's just that I'm experienced and I've worked hard in my life that's it." You and I, my friend, have the incredible gift of making work our best friend. When other people are cutting corners, when other people are shying away from getting their hands dirty, you and I have to be willing to strap on our boots and be willing to get our hands dirty because work is like one of the biggest equalizers in this country. You can come from nothing. You can come from not even speaking the language. You can come from being a dishwasher and still find yourself to create a successful company. Now, my father, he has a successful home building company. And I promise you, it's not because of some fancy diploma that he got. It's not because of some affluent aristocrat in his family. It's just from the hustle and grind and bruises and scars and making mistakes and the ability to make work his best friend. So I hope that inspires um, somebody out there who feels like they've really um, had a really, really late start. One of the most famous quotes from Benjamin Franklin is, well done is better than well said. It is the working man who is the happy man. It is the idle man who is the miserable man. Never underestimate the power of making work your best friend. You don't have to have all the resources. You don't have to have all the smarts. You don't have to have all the means. All you need to have is the ability to do good and hard work. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time.